605-360-5958. Welcome to Inspiring You for Success, your ultimate guide to unlocking your full potential. Get ready to embark on a journey of empowerment as we count down to the start of today's episode. And now, please join us in welcoming your hosts, Gabe Iltz and Jacob Lyons. These visionary minds are here to guide you towards achieving the success you deserve. Gabe Iltz, a seasoned expert in personal development, and Jacob Lyons, a dynamic co-host with a passion for self-discovery, are here to inspire, motivate, and empower you. Together, they'll explore the uncharted territory of unleashing potential, sharing actionable steps and game-changing insights. As we near the start of the episode, get ready to dive deep into the world of personal growth, self-belief, and the fascinating role of AI in unlocking your potential. 1098 so stay tuned dear listeners your journey to success begins in three two one now hello and welcome everyone to inspiring you for success wait a second before we get too far did we skip an episode we did yes tell us a little bit more about that okay we didn't skip the episode that episode is right here right now we're gonna get to that episode real quick but we had to skip a week uh, for the podcast, and that's because my wife had a gallstone and gallbladder uh, removal, so it took the hospital a week for whatever reason to do it. Uh, without getting into too much details, we weren't really happy with the hospital at all, but she got the procedure, she's home, everything's doing good, and it's time to hop back into things uh, by us taking that week off. It took us some discipline to be able to say, hey, let's sit down. Let's do this. Let's hop on this consistency bandwagon again, you know? Amen, yeah. So let's hop right into it. This episode is called Goal Getting, or Goal Setting and Goal Getting. And I am thrilled about this episode. Uh, We've done quite a few changes throughout this episode. Would you like to give us a couple examples here? Um, Well, not to spoil the surprise or anything, but uh, we have a couple of new segments that we're doing. One of which is going to be trying various foods from... Different cultures. Yeah. Across the pond. Yeah. And that's going to be exciting and fun. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's dive right into this episode of uh, Goal Setting, Goal Getting. And this segment here is something a little bit different too. We're going to do kind of a Q&A amongst each other. Jacob, would you like to start us off here? Yes. What inspired you to explore Goal Setting? Okay, so this is actually a really easy question to answer, and I wanted to do more with my life. I wanted a, I wanted to be better financially. Uh, in order to do that, most successful people would say, well, you need to have goals. You need to be working towards your goals, right? And setting SMART goals was a really good acronym, mm. but I wanted to dive into that a little bit deeper because it's not just about sentence smart goals that lead you towards success. There's steps in place to get you towards success. So let's talk about these uh, steps towards success real quick because uh, that really uh, defines everything for you. Uh, Satin, we'll, we'll just dive right in. S, set clear goals. Define specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound goals to give direction and focus to your efforts. Smart goals, right there. T, take action. Move forward with determination and encourage our courage taking consistent steps towards your objective. E, embrace challenges. View obstacles as opportunities for growth and learning 
and persist in the face of adversity. P, plan and prioritize. Develop a well-organized plan and prioritize tasks to manage time efficiently and stay on track. We'll get into something with that here in a minute. Now, S is stay positive. Cultivate a positive mindset, believe in yourself, and maintain a hopeful outlook on your journey. So this episode, we're really going to be talking about that first step, defining goals. Next episode, we might dive a little bit more into taking action. How about we'll go each episode down the steps towards success if we can relate it in some way. I want to talk about plan and prioritize. So as you guys know, my wife had two surgeries within the last week, right? I was stuck here. I wouldn't say stuck here, but I was here with the kids during the week. It was one of my most challenging weeks ever I've had to deal with because every second uh, challenge would pop up. Either um, my babysitter fell through or something's going on at work or something's going on at the hospital. Uh, my wife's procedure was postponed six times. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was dealing with that while taking care of my kids while at work. You know, I had a lot going on and I had to stop, think, how can I lessen the load on myself for the week in order to uh, continue through with what I need to do, my responsibilities and that. And that's why we took the week off of the podcast because I needed that week to take care of my family, take care of my kids, make sure I'm uh, still making money to pay the bills, you know. Um, It was one of my, wow. It was one of my most challenging weeks because every second a new challenge would pop up. I'm literally waiting in the surgery room and waiting for my wife and I get a call saying, hey, uh, can we drop the kids off at your house and have your sister-in-law come pick up the kids? My house is locked. You can't drop the kids off at my house. Right. I got to figure something out. I'm waiting for my wife's surgery to be done. You know, I had to be able to think on the fly. I worked everything out. Everything worked out. Wife's doing good. She's fantastic. She's down there with the kids. But uh, it took a lot of planning and prioritizing. Uh, last week, a lot of challenges, a lot of stress, and it was one hell of a week. But I'm excited to be here. Uh, everyone's doing well. Um, let's continue on here. Uh, can you share a memorable goal or success story of your own life? Um, what came to mind with this question was uh, when I was in college, I think everybody's been there. You have multiple classes. I learned efficient time management. Okay. And that is so crucial Especially like with your situation, you had to manage your time extremely well with everything mm-hmm. you had going on. You know, having to deal with your wife being in the hospital, um, having to take care of the kids and worry about your job. You have to be able to take all of that into account and be like, oh, you know, I'm going to prioritize this. I'm going to prioritize that. You would manage your think time. I manage my time wisely, but no, <laughs> it, it was just too much going on. There was no way to actually but keep up with neither, that. Neither did I when I first started college. And nobody's an expert. Right. The thing, the thing that taught me how to learn time management was managing it poorly. You know. Yes. So I mean, it you you have to take the hit, and then oh, you know what? I'm gonna learn from that. Yeah. I'm gonna improve on that. Yes. So yeah, that's. Uh, 
That's probably the um, best example I could, I could think of because time management is, especially in goal setting and goal setting, is so important. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that because um, if you're setting your goal and you don't have any deadline, how are you going to work towards that goal? There's no deadline for that goal, so you're going to just keep pushing it off. Mm-hmm. So I think time management would be a really good example there. Right. Let's continue on here. What challenges have you encountered while pursuing your goals and how did you overcome them? Uh, Some of the challenges when uh, it comes to my goals are uh, time, money, and a strong team. When it comes to time, most people think it would be an easy solution to just push a deadline. Mm -hmm. But by doing that, you're prolonging that goal, like I said. So... What I actually do is I plan a consistent weekly schedule that cultivates my goals, right? And money, that is where most people would struggle with the most. But I myself still find myself doing it too, having a hard time with the money situations. But I have a family. I have a, I'm the only income. And I had to be smart and knowing how to budget my money to plan for my goals, basically. So I had to not only worry about my family, uh, all my bills, but I had to make sure that I oriented funds for my goals personally, too, uh, because some people's goals are going to be free. Some people's goals going to cost something, you know. Uh, For mine, it was going to cost something quite a bit, honestly, Um, And when it comes to building a strong team, I'm looking for individuals like myself, like you, uh, that just wants to be here and wants to keep growing. Jacob, what role does accountability play in achieving your goals? Uh, I like that question. And I think it has to do with, uh, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to use an example. If you're out of your nine to five. Mm-hmm. And you just sit there and you do absolutely nothing. Your boss is going to come up to you and he's going to fire you, right? Eventually, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. If you treat your goals the same way, well, you're, you're you never might going as to... well fire yourself. Exactly. You're you're never going to get anywhere. Goals without action is just a depressing dream that you're never going to achieve. I like and that. So, yeah, you have to keep yourself accountable if you're going to achieve anything. You know? Okay. Yeah. It's 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 not an option to go to your work. And to sit there and do nothing, it shouldn't be an option for you to set a goal and not achieve. Because as soon as you do that, then you start to not trust yourself. Okay. And if you don't trust yourself, then you procrastinate. And when yeah. you procrastinate, you have even more of a problem. Yeah. You need to create a, a, a stack of things that you have achieved and you know, oh, you know what? I have done all those things before. I can do this right now. Like yes. it, it creates an environment where you're like, I know I can do this. Because of all the things that I've done. So when you when you uh, set a small goal, you achieve it, and then you do it over and over and over and over again, it builds up. It really does, and it really does. Um, so going about the depressing dream then, um, you would want to fire yourself. Uh, to ask you another question, the follow-up question then, um, What would you do to uh, swing around your kind of mindset and that kind of set then Uh, where you're not prioritizing your goals? What would you do to swing that around? Um, 
That's an interesting question. I think it, it definitely depends on each individual purpose person, but you have to look at what's my goal? What's my purpose? What mm -hmm. am I trying to achieve? And how bad do I really want that? Okay. So if I if if there's a goal that I'm setting, and this is something I was gonna talk about a little bit later, fake goal setting. Yeah. If I set a goal and oh you know, um, a lot of people they will I'm gonna chase money, I'm gonna chase money, I'm gonna chase money, and they never do because they don't fall in love with the process of getting money. Right. 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 So if I, if my goal, say for example, is oh, yeah, I just want to be really rich, I would look at what I want and then figure out, you know what, how can I reimagine my perspective to get me somewhere that's actually going to get that I can actually achieve something. So I would right. say, you know, what's something that I love to do that I can do and do and do and do and do for free that I love to do. Yeah. And then build that up to a point where I'm making money. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. I like that answer. Now, you have one for me, don't you? A question yes. here? Oh, yes. Looks like one. Um, how do you prioritize your goals when you have multiple um, competing objectives? Oh, boy. Uh -oh. That was a lesson this week. <laughs> and quite honestly, like I said, it was one of the hardest weeks. Um, I got something right here in my notes. Um, and I kind of want to talk about it because it's actually really good. Um, but I may ignore it and I am actually going to talk about what I had to do because I needed to this week prioritize my W2 job, which is the thing paying the bills right now mm. over inspiring you for success and over EC beta solutions this week because my wife was down for the count. There was no 50-50 that week. It was me doing 100% of it. Um, there ain't nothing wrong with it. She was in the hospital. She was unable to do anything. Now we're 50-50, she's back. I mean, it's more of a 20-30 or, you know, there's a 20 80, but you know, we make up for each other. So it stays a consistency, you know, everyone's getting hundred percent around here. Mm -hmm. But uh, last week I had to prioritize my W2 job over my own two businesses. Mm -hmm. And quite honestly, that was one of the hardest things I had to do because I had to put my passions aside mm -hmm. in order to take care of my number one priority, mm. which is my family. Mm. That was the hardest lesson to learn mm. is how to put my own passions aside. And I know that doesn't really reflect your question too much. Mm -hmm. How do I prioritize my goal? Uh, my number one goal is always my family's first. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So I had to prioritize making sure my family was taken care of, my job was taken care of, then my own self and own businesses. Okay, I got a question for you. When you were in the process, you were like, you know what, I've got to prioritize my family, as you should. What was going on in the back of your mind to you? Uh, this is how I'm going to bounce back. This is how I'm going to get back into the, the cycle. How am I going to get back into the, you know, the aspect of my businesses and what I... Want to get done? Do you want to know how I did it? Hmm. I shut the fuck up, nutted up, and did it. 
That's literally all you got to do. You want to start a business? Shut the fuck up. Stop talking about it. Do it. Oh, you know what? I was going to, there was a video I was going to send myself. I'll see if I can find it before the video, the, um, before the podcast ends. I really want to play it at the end. Okay. Um, and it has a lot to do with that. With what I just said. Yeah. You want to start a business? Shut up. Stop talking about it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Do big things in silence. Mm-hmm. I was silent all last week. Uh, the last podcast episode, we were talking about how uh, if you're going through your darkest days now, mm-hmm. something big in the future is coming, right? Mm-hmm. What did I message you uh, yesterday or the day before about the podcast? How I felt about this week versus... be awesome. This podcast episode was going to be a banger. You know, um, something that I did not have planned to say, but is perfect for for what we're talking about right now. When you go and you tell other people what your goals are, Mm -hmm. one of the times what happens is it releases that, you know, that dopamine dopamine to your brain. And then you get hooked on telling people what your goals are going to be and never achieving them because that's enough for you. So don't tell people about your goals. Do it. Do it. Do it. Exactly. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right. So next segment here is going to be our ad sponsorships and uh, guest stars. Uh, we've been over this. We sound like broken records at this point. Uh, if you would like to sponsor us, we would be 100% ambassadors for you, your brand, your business, or even uh, your services. Um, another thing, too, if you'd like to guest star for us, uh, there's booking flow on our website for it. You're more than welcome to join us. It doesn't matter if you... Uh, uh, are a forklift driver or let's say you're a DJ. It does not matter if you'd like to join us. Feel free to join us. Another thing, we can get your guys' undivided attention too. Not really undivided, but uh, uh, get you guys more involved too is calling, leaving me a voicemail. No one's left me a voicemail. And I'm kind of sad about it because I like hearing from people. I like hearing people's success stories because I use that for other people when they're feeling down. Right. And like, I, I'd have to remind people, it doesn't have to be this absolutely big, glorious success story. No. It be something really small. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, exactly. Um, so we're going to continue on to the next segment, which is a more of a rapid uh, Q&A. Um, I did a little bit more rapid, uh, for me. I don't know if you did for yourself. Um, do you even... Um, I'll try to get as rapid as I can. Okay, so, uh, I think it looks like you start off. Okay, can you share a specific goal that challenged you the most and what lessons did you learn from it? Okay, yes. Actually, the goal that challenged me the most would be not only to discipline myself enough to be consistent with my content, but discipline itself is a hard lesson to learn. Because discipline isn't just about how your behavior out in public is. Where most people hear discipline, oh, that child's undisciplined. That's what most people think about. What about that adult acting like a child? Mm-hmm. Take some discipline there. Right. But that's not what I am talking about. I'm talking about the discipline, the self-motivation. I woke up today, said, nope, we have a deadline. We need to get this recorded because Wednesday it needs to be uploaded live. Absolutely. I had to discipline myself enough to get that consistency at which we are at. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, uh, 
it takes a lot of self-discipline to work towards your goals too. You got to discipline yourself in the morning to wake up. Oh, it's going to be a great day. I'm going to smash every one of my goals. Mm-hmm. It takes discipline to do that. Where uh, a lot of people might wake up, they'll do their little bed stretches and then snooze that alarm, fall back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It takes discipline to be the guy that doesn't hit that snooze alarm, hops out of bed, Takes that shower, mm-hmm. checks his emails, looks what's going on in the world. You know, whatever your morning routine is. Create a routine. Very important. Yes. Very important. Creating a routine, uh, especially that cultivates your goals. Oh, and very, one, very important. One thing I wanted to say is uh, how many people do you know that are like self-disciplined? There are not a lot. few people. And the people who are self-disciplined... Whatever they put their mind to, they're successful. Yes. It's like one of the foundations. If everyone who had success came together in a room and said, what's what's one thing we can agree on? Discipline. That would be be one of them. I guarantee it would be one of them. Yes. 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 I like that. Uh, How do you set realistic deadlines for your goals and what strategies would you use to keep them on track? So I think this has to do with understanding your objective. And then okay. you break it down and you set small goals that you can do every day, medium goals you can do once a week, larger goals you can do you know, once a month, all building up to your overall objective. Okay. I like that. I really do. Uh, I think it's oh, your yes. question now. What role does self-motivation play in achieving long-term goals and how do you maintain it? So going back to talking about waking up in the morning, right? Long-term goals. You're going to know every day that there's a goal. If you can wake up, uh, let's say you look in your mirror every morning. Why don't you put a sticky note of each one of your goals up in the mirror? Mm -hmm. You know, you physically see it every day. So you know what you're working towards. Uh, I know someone in high school that always would write their goals on their locker. And the first thing they would do every morning would write their goals down for each class on their locker door. You know, they had to dry erase marker on there and everything. And I never really understood why they did that. And now I do. I really do. But uh, self-motivation is huge key because without self-motivation, like I said, waking up uh, saying, yes, I'm going to smash my goals today, it will take a toll. Uh, If you forget about that goal one day, it's going to start slipping away more and more Mm -hmm. each day that you put it to the sidebar. Procrastination. Yep. It's... Easy um, way. Without self-discipline or self-motivation, there's procrastination. Mm-hmm. And that kind of reminds me, procrastination compounds in the same way that setting small goals and achieving It does. really, really does. And that goes to the glass half full. Mm-hmm. Procrastination would be the glass half empty. Mm-hmm. I like that. Right. It's a good way to think about it. Right. Okay, uh, can you share a goal-setting technique or tool that significantly impacts uh, your achievements? You know, it's funny. I have in my notes that discipline is overall the key to this, which we've already talked a lot about this. So I'm going to go into the fact that uh, every goal that you, or every, every achievement that you want to achieve is going to require a different tool. 
Yeah. So you can't use one tool that, um, like if you said a, a time-based goal, it's going to require a whole other set of tools than if it's a achievement-based goal that isn't time-based. Okay. So um, look at what it is you want to achieve and break down the tools that you're going to need to use to achieve that goal. I like that. Yeah. I really do. Um, I think we're here now. How do you adapt your goals when unforeseen obstacles arise and how can our listeners do the same? So uh, being able to adapt your goals is one of the hardest things. Sometimes it might be uh, you can't use a program that you were wanting to use. We learned that uh, when I'm, we started the podcast. I was using Podacostle. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you come along, you're like, hey, I have a camera. I'm like, hey, that's a lot better. You know, uh, I didn't plan for that. You didn't plan for that. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, you didn't know what to expect, honestly, when you hopped into this. And quite honestly, neither did I. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I added you to the podcast, that also allowed more viewers and listener involvement and to be more entertained with the podcast itself. But um, I just gave you guys an example of I wanted to get the podcast up and going. Uh, I needed the content. I didn't know what to do um, for recording, stuff like that. Uh, I had the goal of using Podacostle for just all the audio recording, eventually doing the video recording from it, but it's video recording software wasn't the best. And then you're like, I have a camera. Why are we going to use, you know, a program for it when we can just use hardware for it? Mm -hmm. I'm like, Hey, hardware is a lot better than a program would be. So, uh, we literally had, I adapted the goal of, uh, getting video for the podcast, you know, three years out that shifted to two weeks out. Mm-hmm. I hadn't planned to have access to a camera for months right. and you brought that to me. Right. And okay. that was amazing. Right. So, uh, that was a goal that was more of a long-term goal because of the price of the camera, mm-hmm. but we already had access to one. So that's a goal that we didn't really, it's a good and bad example mm-hmm. because it's a goal. It's an obstacle. It's not really an obstacle. Uh, it was more of a long-term goal that I had mm-hmm. and a connection came and it just, it's not a goal anymore. Right. We achieved it. Right. Yeah. Right then and there. It reminds me that uh, you either, your, your plans are either flipped or you flip your plans. And what, what I mean by that is you're, you either, your plan, you, you have set plans and the circumstances around you either, you know, just. I didn't that. plan, so I flipped right. your question on and, you. <laughs> right. So, or you flip the obstacle into part of your plan. Exactly. So, and that's basically what I did. The obstacle was I wanted to be able to record audio, but it wasn't at the caliper. Uh, we were talking about microphones. And then you're like, I have a camera too. Mm-hmm. You're like, I have these nice microphones because I bought them for my camera. Right. I'm like, hey, can we use that camera? Yeah. The obstacle was actually the microphones because the quality of our audio wasn't good. Mm -hmm. 
but the camera was a goal eventually later on so we killed like two goals at once right and basically I, I honestly don't think because when i bought them i kind of was hoping that i'd be able to use my phone for them but then i didn't know how to do that and it would only work through the camera mm -hmm. which is what gave me the idea you know yeah so we're like uh you know might as well use what you have utilize your tools that you have available to you to grow i mean that's I like that. So we're out of the rapid questions. They weren't so very rapid, but I think that was more my fault. But they were really good questions, and I think that was really cool. Uh, this next segment is more of a niche segment that we're doing. Uh, we're going to try summarizing a book, whether it be a couple chapters, you know, over next series of episodes instead of summarizing a whole book. We could do like a... Um a couple of chapters, like, I think there's 12 chapters in this next book. We can do, like, three chapters. Every Why don't we do that? Because I haven't read the book yet, and I would like to give some of my input on what I read, too, in the book. Mm -hmm. uh, for now, though, Jacob has read this book, so I'm going to let Jacob take over and kind of give you guys my input of what he has. Said. Well, um, it has been a while since I read the book, but I thought Let's it would be Let's introduce cool. the book. Okay, yes. This book is Atomic Habits by James Clear. It is a amazing book on how to set how to like set and create good habits and break bad ones. Highly recommend anyone to buy it and read it. Um, let's get let's get right into it. All right, you want to summarize like the first two three chapters? Then? Yes. Okay. Yes. Chapter one: Surprising Power of Atomic Habits. Small habits or atomic habits compound over time to create significant change. Yeah. And I think that is very undermined. Like most people, they will look at a goal and they'll think, oh, you know, I was like, I want to get to the top of that mountain. Not realizing that every single step you take, that individual tiny little step is one step closer to the mountain. Okay. So you used the mountain as an example and that's a good example, but the small step wouldn't be them walking up that mountain. The first step would be the training to climb that mountain. Yeah, I like that. I like that. You know how many hours you would have to be in the gym on the elliptical? Or um, how many hours you would have to walk on the treadmill with a 50-pound backpack on your back? You know, mm -hmm. that right there is the compounding mm. to the objective. Mm. So sometimes what you're saying is sometimes the preparation for the achievement yes. is as important as taking that first step up. The you think about it, you're making a dish for dinner, right? Mm. You got to prep, cook, and then eat. Mm -hmm. The steps before eating is mm. the prep and cook. Mm. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. That uh, that chat, first chapter made me think of the. Um, there's a quote. Is it? I don't know if it's Confucius. He said the the journey to a thousand miles begins with a single step. Yes. Um, which I thought was was really cool. And it really is. Uh, just like starting a business, you can say, "Oh, I want to start a business doing this." You know, you can mm -hmm. say that your whole life. Mm -hmm. But it's that first initial step. Mm -hmm. That actually sprouts everything. 
Right. I, I agree. Yeah. The second, Trevin uh, two, is how your habits shape your identity. Ooh. Um, your identity is shaped by your habits and in turn influences your behavior. Um, this one, oh, I love this this chapter simply it because sounds like a good chapter. Yeah, because like if I believe I'm a good runner, mm-hmm. I'm going to go out and I'm going to start running around the track, right? Mm-hmm. And that in turn is going to form help me form a habit of becoming a good runner. Yes. So, oh, but if I, I like think, that. Oh, you know, I'm a terrible runner. I I can't do it. Well, then I'm going to take five steps. I'm going to be out of breath. Yes, you know? you, immediately. Right. You have to have the identity of I'm going to be able to achieve this to go out and start doing things that allow you to able be able to start achieving it. I kind of you talk about running and it, this actually something back in high school popped into my mind. Freshman year, actually, mm-hmm. I was in track and field. Um, I was a distant runner. I usually did the uh, 800, I think it was, and then the one mile. Mm-hmm. Um, the 800, I believe, was two laps around the track, and I believe the one mile was four, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, practicing, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone practices. Um, one day during the practice, I was, I don't know what it was. I was hyped up. I had energy for days. I was excited. I knew I was in a good mood. I was ready to be there, right? Mm-hmm. The one day. And I remember it's just practice. We're doing, uh, we're on the track that day. Usually we run around, you know, town. Uh, we're on the track that day, just running the track. And I was like, you know what? Whoever's at front, I'm going to beat them today. And I did. Mm. I did. It was practice. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But I'm usually the guy that's like the third or fourth in the back. Mm. I was the first in front that day because I told myself I was going to be. Yeah, I, I told I like myself that, that day I am going to be the best runner out here today. Mm-hmm. And the guy that's running two mile races, mm-hmm. I beat him. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It just so, goes to show um, whenever you believe that you're something, that's like that's like one of the first steps towards you know going and getting it. Your mindset plays a huge role. Yes, we did a whole episode on that, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yeah. We did. All right, let's summarize uh, chapter three this time because I want to read this book, yeah, especially oh, so after good. the first two chapters you've explained to me here. It's so good. Um, chapter three is how to build better habits in four simple steps. Habits follow a cue, craving, response, and reward loop. Okay. So use cues to make the cravings attractive, respond effectively, and ensure a satisfying reward for habit formation. Okay, so explain, let's break down cues, craving, response, and reward loop then mm-hmm. a little bit more for us then. Um, you know. So would the cue be that initial thought, I want to start a business doing this? I believe so. Yeah, it's okay. been a minute since I've read this book, so my... Um, the craving would be the motivation to keep going. Or to the motivation to like have a, a luscious, successful business. Okay. Then the response would be the actions you took towards that cue and craving. Something like that. And then the reward loop. Would be the goal you achieved. Yeah. Yes. I, I believe he used, um, I think it was a, um, an example about the gym. Okay. 
but I, I can't remember it offhand, but it, it, it just makes a lot of sense. Um, Let's see if I can kind of use the gym as an example here, though. Okay. okay yeah. Let's say um, I want to be a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. That's the cue, right? Okay. Right. The craving would be me wanting to keep doing it every day, right? Mm-hmm. The response would be the physical proof right there, you know? Mm-hmm. And the goal, the reward loop would be maybe I made it a goal that I wanted to be Michigan's, you know, buff man of the year. Right, right, yeah. I will have to say, though, this makes more, like, this chapter three makes more sense when you go into the next couple of chapters. Okay. Because it says why, like, explains why it's a reward loop. Okay. Um, and so um, it would you be cool. You keep doing it. Yeah. And you just keep looping it. Right. And it, 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 um... I would highly recommend anyone to, to read this book, but next week when we go into, you know, four through, what is it? Yeah, four through six. Yeah. Um, we can re-go through the first couple of them. And Just I mean, quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Quickly, okay. And uh, it'll make more sense. All right. I want to get to this next one. The reason why I kind of, not only did I want to read the book for myself, but I'm excited about this next bit. Mm -hmm. I am really excited because I see a lot of YouTubers that will, you know, do one episode about this. But I think it's more of a personal development thing here that we're trying to do. So I came up with a niche segment that I wanted to do, uh, and it was to try new foods, open our palates up, you know, get used to new things. Mm-hmm. So we ran out to what most people don't realize, and Meyer and Walmart, they have a international section. Uh, here in Alma, at the Walmart, it happens to be the aisle with all the tortillas. You got to keep your eye out because you could miss it. But... We happen to find, uh, this is a Japan drink. A lot of YouTubers have done it. This is one of those things that you open it and you have to pop the top, I believe. So there's this little green thing on top here. And what you do is you just kind of hold it on there you and pop it. it. I'm just waiting for, waiting for it to I explode. I don't know if I did it right. That's what they said you you oh oh you push it down okay and you pop it out and that carbonated it which is weird because i did shake mine earlier and it was not carbonated so this is some kind of like pop carbonated soft drink from japan uh you gotta push on the center here um here's it's different yeah you gotta push on the center oh yeah push the center down it's kind of hard I managed to do it. There it is. Sounded like you were breaking something, but you really didn't. But um, this is uh, Remini. I don't know how to say it. I'm a hand model today. Anyways, uh, this one looks like blue raspberry. Kind of give it a try here. And then we... Got another little snack we're going to try, too. Blue raspberry without the blue. Yeah, blue raspberry. It smells good. Mine smells good. Mine is uh, strawberry. Yours is strawberry? I'm going to give this a try. Mmm. I shook it, and it did not seem carbonated at all. 
Did it. Yeah. You watched me shake it earlier. Yeah. That's, that's good. It doesn't taste like your mainstream, like, American mm. strawberry for it, me. Like, it just tastes, it has a different... It tastes like a watered, carbonated juice. Yeah, yeah. Not, not like... Uh, Overpowering, but it's good. Yeah. I like it. And then we got, aside from these, that was cool to pop. That was an interesting process. And there's a little glass ball in there. You tried shaking it out of you? No. What did you do? I don't know. <laughs> but we also got these, uh, they're called Bing Bings, and I believe these were from Korea. Yep, product of Korea, and they're a wafer cone, uh, strawberry-flavored little snack. We wanted to try these two. Um, so let's give these a try. I already gave my kid and the wife one, and they said they were good, but... I opened my son's and holy cow did it smell like strawberry. Mm. And it smells good. Oh wow. Yeah, it smells like a regular like Manila's wafer almost. So let's give it a taste. It looks fake. Like it looks like a toy. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Not the texture I was thinking of. I was thinking of more of a marshmallowy, but that's more of a creamy. It smells more strawberry than it tastes. I see that. Interesting. It's good though. It's a weird take on whatever this cream filled stuff is. You know, you huh. said, uh, let's get some cups for these. And I was like, nah, I'll just drink it right out of the thing. That was a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. We should have got some cups. Mm-hmm. I think it's good though. Hmm. That's not bad. I think what that, these little holes here you were talking about, uh-huh. stop that ball from falling. Oh. Makes sense. Hmm. Eat one of these a day and you won't keep diabetes away. Uh-huh. No, it doesn't seem like it, does it? Do they not have to put nutritional effects in Korea? They should. Oh, number one ingredient, sugar. For you guys that don't know, when you're reading the ingredients on packages, whatever is listed first, that's the number one ingredient they have most in that product. So the number one ingredient in these is sugar. What about here? What about these drinks here? Carbonated water is the first ingredient. I said I tasted like carbonated water. There's not really much in this, is there? Carbonated water, sugar sweetened, high flu. Wow, that's it. Citric acid and then artificial. You got red flavoring in yours? Mine yeah. doesn't. I mean, well, red dye. Mine I'm has no paint. dye. Mine has citrus ac- acid in it. Hmm. Mine has that too. Huh. Or, you know, or, or... Yeah, citrus acid. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to drink this all. I got to say something for the wife downstairs. But I got to finish this. This is good. Hmm. Every time I take a sip, the ball gets uh, stuck in there. Mm-hmm. So I guess it stops you from taking too much at a time? Maybe. I don't know. I thought that was cool. It was quite the opening experience. Yeah. Yeah, I had trouble. It was, a, it was a process trying to open our drinks today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. That's good, though. It's funny because you said the for like the first time we did this that you wanted to try these, and we... Mm-hmm. You just ran in, and the thing about that is, um, Jacob, we were walking down, you know, in Walmart, and he's like, 
where are we even going for this type of stuff? I'm like, you know what? Right here. The yeah, international right aisle. That's exactly what I was looking for. Went down the international aisle. There you had these sitting here, a bunch of other candies and stuff. I said I wanted to try some candy and maybe some soda. Got what I achieved, or had a goal, achieved it, tried it. Uh, I was excited about this uh, segment because it gives us the ability to try new foods, widen our palates, and also um, it broadens not only our knowledge of about cultures and stuff, but it also, if there was some Chinese writing on here, we would have to learn how to say it, you know? I was going to say, I have a zero experience Right. With Eventually, that. later on down the road, as we're getting some of these uh, foods from different or areas around the world, there's going to be some writing that we don't know of, and we're going to hop on Google or something, something translate I'm... it, and eventually... Ooh, excuse me. Eventually, we're going to start picking up on some of these languages, some things and stuff, yeah. too. So it brings more knowledge about other cultures. Mm -hmm. uh, it brings more knowledge about other languages. Um, and eating habits, maybe, you know? Um, I like that, though. That's pretty good. It even had what... I didn't look on there. It has uh, instructions on how to open it. Oh, does it? Did we open it right? Peel back the seal, lift off the cap, and push it out the center to release the opener. Place the opener on top of the bottle and press it down firmly. This will open the bottle. Yeah, we did it right. Hmm. Huh. That was quite the opening process. Seems like it could have been harder. Could have been easier. You know, this isn't our standard... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can imagine you go to Japan, though. There's people just, just yeah, okay. like nothing. Mm -hmm. I can okay. imagine. So I really like this segment. I think it really does broaden our horizons. Um, it introduces some habits, some religions, some even lifestyles. Uh, what do you think um, about this? I think uh, it's going to be interesting, especially when we get into like like uh, a little farther in the future. We try a food dish. Yeah. And uh, you know, I I'm willing to try some pretty weird stuff. Really? Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll try it. Okay. Well, uh, let's see what we can do here, then. Um, with this bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> Next week, we're we're gonna try some go eyes. No. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, right? Ugh. Anyway, uh, we like doing this because it was us stepping out of our comfort zone. We might not have always, like he said, he didn't know about the aisle full of wonderful different cultured yeah, foods really, like that at Walmart. Yeah, and I knew of it being there, and I just wanted to try some things, so I wanted to broaden my horizons. But uh, this goes to show to you guys, you need to try it for yourself. Go down the Walmart aisle, broaden your horizon, step out of your comfort zone, try something new. And that's really what this bit is going to be for. Um, we're going to continue it through each podcast episode. I was going to say, you could, we could really tie this into goal setting and goal getting because unless you start doing something new, you will be in the same spot that you've always been in. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. 
For sure. I'm going to keep drinking this. This is and good. And you're supposed to drink it like this so that the ball doesn't go up. You see? That's why those things exist. Oh! Now I realized it. How did you figure that out? I, I, I don't know. I was turning it and I was like, oh, you know what? That's why that's there. So huh. Interesting. The more you know. Hmm. You see, we're learning on the podcast. Like, <laughs> if this is a standard through Japan, I mean, we're our standard is a standard pop cab. Uh-huh. So, um, let's go on to our next segment here, which is seven. Oh, wow. Segment seven here, which is unconventional goal setting insights. Uh, would you like to set up... Start off this one. I have quite a bit of information in this segment, and I sure. use AI yeah. for it. Uh, to be honest with you guys, a lot of it for this segment. So, um, I'm just see what my, my uh, notes are here. Here, all right. So, uh, hidden philosophical factors. Discuss lesser known uh, philosophical factors affecting goal setting, like fear of success, fear of failure, or imposter syndrome. So uh, some of these are going to be the fear of success, uh, concerns about increasing responsibilities or changing perceptions can hinder processes. Um, I know quite a bit of people that uh, might like, let's use my friend's old lady as an example. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was offered a position as a manager uh, at a restaurant near town here, right? And she gave it up because she did not want the responsibilities. She fears success. She Mm -hmm. turned down the pay raise. Mm -hmm. She turned down the responsibilities. She turned down the growth. You know, that's exactly what I was going to go into with what I had to say on this is you get more responsibility and more accountability with the the goals that you achieve. And Mm -hmm. some people don't want that. They want to stay in the nine to five. They want to stay... Poor, you know, they yeah. want to stay in this zone where you gotta going. want more, right? You they gotta stay, crave more. They want to stay in the comfort zone, and I don't remember who it was that said it, but they said everything. Um, fear is on the other, or everything you want is on the other side of fear. Yes, you have to yes. get out of your comfort zone, and oh, you have it right there. Yeah. Yes, you have to get out of your comfort zone, and, and to in order to achieve more. Yes. Uh, Dig in a little bit more what you were talking about. Fear of failure. How many people are my... I'm going to use the wife as an example. Sorry, baby. I love you. But the Isles family journey is something she's been talking about doing for a long time. Mm -hmm. And she's afraid of doing it because of what could happen. All the hate she could get from it. Hmm. You know? And that's what's stopping her from... Potentially living her own successful life independently from what I'm doing Uh-oh. to make my life more, you know, successful, fulfilled, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, another thing we talked about this in the past: imposter syndrome, uh, feeling like a fraud despite um, fulfilling your achievements. Uh, Self sabotage is a huge thing. Uh, you know, I want to say something about imposter syndrome. Okay, go for it. Um, A lot of times, and I've noticed this about myself, I feel imposter syndrome when I actually should feel imposter syndrome. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I know that I could have achieved more, when I could have done more, when I sat down and I procrastinated for two hours before I actually achieved what I wanted to do. I rightfully feel that. Yeah. What you feel 
has it is meant to guide you to where you're supposed to go sometimes. If you feel like you didn't do enough, sometimes you didn't do enough. I'm just gonna say. That depends though on the objective. Ooh, what do you mean by that? So you were talking about how you felt the imposter syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. Let's you have an objective. Mm-hmm. Right. People without an objective are not going to feel imposter syndrome, but they're going to feel self-doubt. Mm. That is, that's a good, yeah, that's a good one. Yep. And I'll, I'll give an example specifically of when I felt imposter syndrome, and it was rightfully, rightfully so. Okay. Um, I, uh, college again. Yes. Um, I, I, was, oh, I was a horrible procrastinator at first. Oh, yeah. Um, and I would sit there and I would, you know, I would do everything but what I should have done. And then I, yeah. would, I would go over and, you know, I would do it. It would be subpar. And in the back of my mind, I was like, I could have done better. I could have achieved more. Mm-hmm. And I think people don't realize that, especially when you're sad and depressed, like those feelings are meant to drive you to achieve more, to get yes. out of your situation. Yes, they to, are. You know, to, to better your life. You yes. Know? Where most people hold on to it, though. Yeah. And then that's where they start to self-sabotage themselves. Mm. And... That is a continuous behavior like procrastination that can undermine all efforts to everything, basically. Uh, Let's say I am building a porch real quick, right? Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, I feel (laughs) yours is... My, uh... Your ball keeps hanging. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, then... (laughs) I'm like, you're just bubbling. Mine don't do that. <laughs> anyway, uh, self-sabotage is something. Uh, I have a sibling that's horrible at self-sabotaging himself. But going back to me building a porch, you know, I feel like the porch is unsquared, you know. I'm self-sabotaging myself when someone else walks up and says, oh, it looks straight. You know, mm-hmm. that's just me critiquing myself at that point. Oh, it's so bad, especially when you're creating videos of yourself. Oh. I started to do this um, because I'm working on, you know, stuff for the future. Yeah. And I will re- I'll record something over and over and over and over and over again. And a friend of mine, um, love her to death. I was talking to her about this. And you know what she said? She was like, people aren't necessarily going to judge you so much on how you look versus the content that you have in there. In, in I like that. Because, like, like if you're saying something that's true and awesome and, and motivational and it connects with a lot of people, not a lot of people are going to be focused on your looks. No. You know? They're going to be no. focused on, wow, that was, inc- you know, that was a wonderful, incredible, insightful thought. That you exactly. Had. And that's another reason why we're doing this here mm-hmm. today. And she would be a perfect guest star just based on that mentality right there yeah. that I have on oh, yeah. the podcast. I can tell. Yeah. That would be, that'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah. But um, and another thing is, is let's say that there is people who are going to um, um, comment on your looks. You have to go into it with the perspective of the content that I'm, or, or the, the quality of content that I'm producing mm-hmm. is more important than my looks. Yes. And so I'm going to prioritize what's important to me, you know, mm-hmm. the, the quality of content versus something that I can't control. Exactly. You know, right. or, or to some degree. Right, right, yeah. right. You know, I might be shaggy, you know, <laughs> but I like the shag. I don't, I haven't cut my hair in quite a few years. I don't care. 
I'm worried about the objective in front of me, not my hair. Right. That I can grow that out, ponytail, and keep it out of my face. Uh-huh. I could care less. You know, sometimes the beard gets a little too itchy to, you know, at that point I'll trim it up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You know, right. I don't yeah. care what I look like because what I'm talking about is meaningful. Right. Has purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, let's talk about the role of self-companion. Uh, explore the importance of self-companion in goal setting. Emphasize its impact on motivation and resilience. Uh, so for this one, uh, I did bullet points for uh, courtesy of AI to kind of help me out with this. Motivation, is, it fosters a kind of inner di- dialogue, enhancing motivation. So motivation is when you hear yourself like, hey, you're slacking, keep going, what are you doing? Uh-huh. That's motivation right there. Mm-hmm. Um, resilience, uh, self-companionship helps bounce back from setbacks. Um, basically, if you're sitting here telling yourself, oh, that's going to fail. Okay, uh-huh. so what can I do to make it work then? Uh-huh. Do that before even making the initial attempt then. Think it through clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel of failure. Reduce the fear of failure by encouraging uh, risk-taking. You know, every business involves risk. Mm -hmm. Every hobby involves risk. Walking outside your door involves risk. Mm -hmm. So why aren't you taking the extra risk that you don't want? You know, Mm -hmm. if you're risking, you don't know if you're going to step outside. I love this little Dickie, one of his songs. <laughs> Without getting too much details, uh, one of his songs that says, You could walk outside my house right now and there'd be a pack of wolves waiting for you. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to eat your ass up. Like, that's his exact words, right? Mm-hmm. In the song. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to happen when you walk out that door. Mm-hmm. That was a risk you're taking. You were willing to take. So, why aren't you risking starting your own business? Why aren't you risking starting this new hobby? I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, and self-companionship, um, it, it's, it's, a slow, it's a slow process. You it know, really you don't, is. You don't just snap your fingers and you're the greatest companion you ever, mm-hmm. you ever have. Um, and uh, one, a quote that comes to mind that I didn't, I didn't even have written down is, um, you are the only person who's going to stay with yourself for the rest of your life. You should try to gain that person's respect. I love that. I love that. That is awesome. I do. That is, oh, I couldn't have said that better myself because you're going to be your hardest critic, but you can criticize yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you keep criticizing yourself too hard, Mm -hmm. you're going to kill your mindset too. Well, I think it's not just about, it's not necessarily about criticism because there's, there's constructive criticism yes. and there's negative criticism. Yes. There's like the, I'm yes. pulling that person down or there's, you know what? Um, you can I, improve upon by doing exactly, this. Exactly. Yeah. I did this. I, I, I messed up a little bit with this. Here's how I can fix it. Here's how I can do better. You know? Would a good example of constructive criticism of Ben, last week we didn't have a podcast episode. So you were like, 
maybe I try doing an episode for myself, right? Mm-hmm. You quickly listened to it and was like, yeah, this don't fit the dynamic. Mm-hmm. It was because you criticized yourself compared to the dynamic we already had in the podcast. Yeah, that's, that's a good one, yeah. Yep, yep. And you started to see why I wanted a guest star at that point, too, mm-hmm. real quick, because you start running out of content real fast. Right, yeah. And that, another thing here, uh, the dark side of goal setting here. Talk about potential downsides of rigged or unrealistic goals, including burnout and uh, suggest strategies for balance. Would you like to start off? You said you had something going on for this one. When you uh, don't set realistic goals, you end up not acting on them because, and and as you do this, you create the opportunity for doubt. And as we've been saying, the, the good that compounds Creates more good, creates more good, creates more good. Mm-hmm. The bad also compounds just as much. and If not, you, quicker. If Yeah, exactly. And that can bring you down just as much as the good can bring you up. And so when, when you're not creating realistic goals, you're creating an opportunity for, um, you know, I'm going to procrastinate. And then procrastination turns into, uh, you know what, do I really want to get this goal? Do I, do I really want to achieve this goal? And then you, you end up never achieving it, and then you just... You know, you, you eventually move on. You kind of brought up something, um, kind of popped into my head. Uh, if bigger people, uh, heavier, like bulkier people, right? Uh, it's easier for them to lose the weight the first time than it would be the second time. Mm. And I know that because my family has proven it multiple times. They said it themselves. Mm. And... It, it's because it compounded, quite literally. The first time, they were all excited. They were ready to get going. You know, they got their desired shape. Mm-hmm. They stopped because they got their desired shape. Mm, they didn't, they didn't want to keep um, the development going. Like, yes, they so they keep- stopped. They gained all the weight back. And they tried again. You know, that's that's a... And they said thing. it was harder the second time. If you don't maintain something that you have, like, a, like I love... I love using the gym in general, for example. So mm-hmm. If you went to the gym and you're really buff, and then you stop going and you stop going, you're not going to look as buff eventually. You're going to lose that muscle mass that you had. Oh, you yeah. Know, if you would have looked at me five years ago, mm-hmm. I mean, where I do have some bicep, mm-hmm. oh, my traps up here, they would have been popping out. I... Mm-hmm. I could have popped almost every muscle in my upper body if I wanted to and look bulky as hell mm-hmm. if I wanted to. Right. And I have taken photos like that. If you mm-hmm. look at my old Facebook, there are quite a few videos of me popping out each individual muscle at a time, you know. Mm-hmm. Get back in the gym, bro. What yeah, you yeah, yeah. I got with the wife, lost the motivation. My priority was my girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. Now we're married, you know. We've been talking about going back to the gym. 
So yeah, I yeah, might get back into shape and go beast mode. Who knows? I was gonna say, there's a um, is there a gym that you would suggest? Oh yes, there actually is. I like that you're doing this. So yeah. uh, Four Seasons Gym out of St. Louis, Michigan, they actually have been voted the number one gym in Gratiot County. Uh, it wasn't this year; it was a couple years ago. I don't know if they still are, but they're a huge gym. Uh, got some tanners, a lot of equipment. Uh, they got indoor boxing uh i don't know if they're still doing it but they used to have batting cages uh so much going on and also they're also opening their own fit fuel smoothies uh something to kind of piggyback off of the gym you know uh all our all the gym members you know they might want a nice you know delicious healthy treat you know before or after their workout. So go get a protein shake, you know, it's protein smoothie or something real quick, you know? Yeah. Uh, but Four Season Gym out of St. Louis, Michigan, if you haven't already, check it out. They're a powerhouse of a gym here in Gratiot County and you're not gonna find one like it. So. Heck yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, let's continue on here. Um, to less, do we wanna, where are we at here? We are on number four. It's a, the power of reset and recovery. Ooh, I like this. Highlight the often overlooked role of reset and recovery and achieving goals. Emphasizes impact on productivity. I want to say before I go into this at all, um, there is a certain you you have, you have to set a goal on your recovery. Yes. You know why? Because if you just, oh, you know what, I'm so tired, I'm just going to sit down and you'll, you'll never, you'll never. The goal is three hours. Exactly. Sit down, then I'm going to pick back up. Let's use last week for an example. I had to change my priorities. Mm -hmm. I had to set a goal to get the podcast back up and going. Exactly. I had to message you. I mean, you would have messaged me already uh, eventually like, hey, dude, what's going on? Are you okay? Do you, you ready to record? You yeah. know, what's going yeah. on here? Yeah. You would have done it. But you waited around to see if I did it first. Mm -hmm. You basically were waiting around to see if I had the self-discipline to do it, to set the goal to get it going again. Right, yeah. So yeah. Uh, it does. When you rest, I took a week of rest to take care of my family, but I had to discipline myself enough to get back into the consistency of recording the podcast. Mm. You know, I have a... Um... I have a question for you. When yes. somebody is working towards a goal and let's say that they're, they're, they're making progress but they don't see the progress that they want to see and they're really tired, how do you recover from that specifically? So if you're not seeing the progress that you have made, mm -hmm. are you really writing anything down? Mm. I like that. You're not keeping track. You're not keeping track. You're keeping it up here, but you can't visualize it. Mm. You got to visualize it somehow. Keeping it up here is not visualizing. Okay. Visualizing is having it written down for us to see. Okay. I like that. Yes. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good one. Um, I think you have to realize, even in the small things, that you're making progress towards your goal. You know, you, yeah. you're, if you have set small goals and medium and large goals, which I highly recommend, um, look back and, and look at the goals that you have achieved, but even if yeah. they're really small ones, it'll, For it'll, sure. it will take the edge off when it comes to, oh, you know, I need recovery. But the biggest thing I want to talk about, and I might have this in a later segment as well. I'm not sure. Okay. But when you chase the, um, 
the pleasure problem is what I like to call it. Yeah. When you chase, I am going to work so that I can feel pleasure, all of the work will be super hard and tough and, and you're not going to want to do it. And then you're going to feel, oh, you know, all this pleasure and, and then you stay Let's, there. Can we be very controversial yeah. real quick? Very controversial. Okay. So there's two types of people outside of high school or college, right? Mm -hmm. There's the people that said, oh, I went to school. I did my 18 to 24 years of life right then and there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use this to party. And then there's people that are getting out of school that are like, okay, I'm just getting out of school. It's my crunch time. I want to retire. Mm -hmm. Two different type of mindsets. Which one's the right mindset though? I want, you know, I was going to uh, go a little bit into that. I don't think that chasing pleasure or necessarily the process is the, is the objective. I think you should chase being proud of yourself. Exactly. I think that you wake up. That's morning, exactly what I was getting at. Yeah. Because you wake up, you have a bunch of goals. Let's say I don't feel like doing them. Yeah. But I want to be proud of myself. So I'm going to achieve them. Yes. You know? It isn't, uh, you know, do I feel motivated to do this today? It's, I will do this today. Yes. You know? And I like that. I really do. I really like that. Um, so let's talk about uh, having a purpose-driven life. Uh, embrace a path that aligns with your values, not just your expectations. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, life balance. Success can find harmony in various life aspects, not just career achievements. Uh, maybe... Uh, talk about uh, maybe aside from my employer, uh, I wanted to. The goal of mine is to wrap my car in a decal. You know, maybe that's a goal of mine. Do it right there mm -hmm. because that's a personal goal versus in goal for your employer, mm -hmm. right? You're doing that to make you feel better. You know, maybe it's your car's paint's too weathered and you want it to look a little bit nicer. It's a nice vehicle. It's just the paint's too scratched up or something, mm -hmm. you know, and you just want to look a little bit better for yourself, you know, so you wrap the car. Mm -hmm. uh, the stuff like that too, being able to balance some of these things, uh, your Goal between your personal goal, a dream goal, a professional goal, you know, mm -hmm. or an employer goal. You got to be able to balance kind of everything because you should have goals for your family too. Aside from your goals about your dreams or mm -hmm. your goals about your employer. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe one of your personal goals for your family is to get a house. Mm -hmm. How are you going to get there? You can't just say my goal is to get a house. If you say your goal is to get a house, you're not only not visualizing it, mm -hmm. you're not painting the steps to get that house. Right, yeah. You can say, oh, I'm going to get a house. You can keep telling yourself that. Mm -hmm. But it's not going to happen if you're not doing it. Right, a goal, like a goal without a plan, is that really a goal that you're going to achieve? Or is it just a dream? That falls along the line of a fake goal or unrealistic goal yeah, at that point yeah. because you're not really given any description on how you're going to get there. Yes, getting a house can be a goal. Break down that goal more for yourself. Right. How are you going to get there towards the house? How are you going to be able to save up the money to get the down payment for the house to initiate, you know, uh, the pre-approval process? Hmm. 
there's a lot going on to all that. Right. Yeah. Um, another thing, embracing failure too. Learn and grow from your setbacks can lead to an, a lot of unexpected successes. Um, me learning about doing the podcast myself mm-hmm. was boring, not delivering the pro- content, having you along. Mm-hmm. Rewarded not only myself because or I embrace that failure of learning that being myself is not enough for what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Adding you to it rewarded myself, plus it brought more into the podcast as a whole, too. Mm-hmm. Um, community and relationships. Building strong connections can f- be a fulfilling success in itself. I'm giving you uh, alternate approaches to success, uh, basically, um, personal growth, prioritize self-improvement and well-being over uh, makers of success. So basically, um, discipline yourself enough to go to the gym for an hour a day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That would be personal growth. Discipline yourself to read a chapter of a book about business every day. Right. Uh, discipline yourself to learn about the stock exchange. That's just not financial advice. Um, right. Right. Stuff like that. I like. Uh, um, I wanted to comment a little bit on your uh, building strong connections can be a fulfilling and successful in and of itself. Yeah. Um, networking. Yes. I mean, if you are meeting a lot of people and I network they, with everyone, everyone I see. Yes, exactly. Because what that does is, oh, you know, oh, I'm friends with this person, and they're like, oh, you know, I have this uh, certain bit of information that they know that they mm-hmm. give to you. And now that betters you to go out and do something that so, you wanted to do. The most most people would not expect me, and the, they would probably get a crazy look when I say this too. Well, my wife was in the hospital. I'm in the hospital too, networking. Mm-hmm. Right? right? Why am I networking in a hospital? Most people would think. I own an IT business. I'm in hospitals rebuilding servers and stuff. Even if I'm talking to a nurse you know, about what I do for IT. Maybe that nurse is having a problem with her station computer real quick and they call IT and they're like, hey, there's an IT guy in that room down there real quick. Mm-hmm. Go get him. Right, and that opens up an opportunity for you to like say, hey, you know what? You like the way I fix this, I got a business. Yep. You could you could rely on me to- Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. It opens up a door. You're always opening up a yep. door with every individual. Networking is one of the most important things. Uh, going to uh, being consistent to network is one of those things that you want to be consistent about. Uh, the last podcast episode, you were talking about, oh, I don't want to do the content, but by doing the content when you thought it didn't matter, mm-hmm. made the most out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, networking. Yeah. yeah. Networking applies the same way Mm -hmm. it really does you never know who you're going to be talking to uh i had yesterday i made 80 bucks in an hour wow all i did was talk to a friend of mine you know i had friends come over and they had a friend staying with them at the time and Mm -hmm. they were talking about you know how i repair phones and stuff and i actually took apart the phone right in front of them to glue down the screen real quick because I didn't do it in the past. They were okay with it. It was something that we talked about where we had deal work now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I glued it and sealed it all up and gave it back to them and we were finding Danny and this guy was like, oh, can you clean my Xbox? I did that yesterday. It took me an hour. 
made 80 bucks in an hour for cleaning this guy's Xbox out because I networked with him where he was there to physically see. And his reaction while I was doing it, I got some photos here. I'll pull up and physically show you what this guy's Xbox looked like. I have only a couple real quick. But look at that. That's oh, wow. dust. Uh, that looks a little, yeah. little dirty. And I'll try showing the camera here if you can see right here. That's all dust in the vent right there. Uh, I networked with the guy while my friends were here. And I went over to my friend's house, hung out with them, and made 80 bucks. I don't go a lot of places. Where mm-hmm. I do go, I'm either fulfilling something personal for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm either making money, uh, spending personal time on my own, you know, mm-hmm. building myself up, mm-hmm. or I'm resting. That's it. I don't go anywhere where I don't you make have, money, where I don't build myself up, or I'm not taking it easy. You have a good uh, time of like accountability. Like yes. every, your time has a purpose, and that purpose is you have to hold yourself accountable when it comes to success. Right. Every successful person will tell you that too. Uh, let's say um, I accidentally was building a brand new computer and I didn't line up the triangles on the processor when I was trying to put it in a socket. Mm-hmm. I bent all the pins on that processor, rendered it useless. If I would have smashed it in there, put it together, sent it out, right? The customer would have called, I would have ignored it. I want to hold myself accountable at that point. Holding myself accountable would be like, not sending it out oh i destroyed this i gotta fix it you know oh well that's holding myself accountable and accountability is going to gain you respect and respect's going to gain you owning up to your own mistakes too going back to the mid-michigan hospital uh when i was there i accidentally forgot to plug in their pa system you know the system where like blah, 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 can you come down to here real quick? You know, that system, I forgot to plug that in real quick. You know, I had a couple ports that were shifted over slightly. I'm looking at my photo, I'm like, oh, hold on, give me a second, I made a mistake. Let me shift these over, plug that in, let's go try everything. Mm-hmm. Everything works, good. I held myself accountable. Right, and uh, um, knowing a little bit about hospitals, you could have potentially, um, I don't know specifically about that hospital, you could have- Oh, I could have fucked everything up. Because, like, there are times in the hospital that I work in um, where they're, like, they need rapid response to a certain room because they just went yeah. to cardiac arrest or something. Right. And they call it overhead. You yeah. Know? So if you had just not taken accountability for it. No one would have known. They would have been like, hey, what the hell's going on here? Exactly. It's not chiming. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I was inside the surgical unit. Mm-hmm. So it could have been really bad. And right. I was actually in, I don't want to say where the IT is. So I ain't actually going to do it. But uh, the IT department is hidden uh, somewhere in the hospital and with the main servers of the hospital, too. So what I wasn't only working on, like, their internet, phone, satellite, you know. I was working on their actual entire hospital, every piece of equipment. Mm. So that could have been really bad if I accidentally unplugged their main server. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's 
billions of dollars out the drain probably someone's life you know yeah that's yeah. a huge ass thing to be accountable for mm -hmm. so you got to be cautious too uh especially when it comes to accountability uh owning up to your mistakes uh goes a lot further than being silent about them mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah uh it's getting kind of dark um don't want to keep you too much longer. I think we got a lot of content here. Uh, let's go into our closing thoughts, shall we? Yes, absolutely. I agree. Alrighty. So uh, we're just going to summarize the journey real quick. Talk about some of the stuff that we uh, did. Uh, you said something about false goals. Um, and I like that. I um, did, but there was something that I thought of that I wanted to say at the end. Okay. Uh, re regarding time management. If people could see the receipt. For all the time that they wasted on distractions, we would jump at the opportunity to grow. Oh, I love that. I it's true ooh. because um, as soon as you realize, oh, you know, I've wasted so much time on something that uh, I could have been, I could have been working towards. Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you, you know, you're so mad at yourself for a while. I like that. I really do. Also, remember the steps towards success. It's not just about setting smart goals. It's about prioritizing, time management, uh, all of that sorts. Don't forget to try new things. Broaden your horizons. Open your palate up. And introduce new cultures to your life. Um, anything else you would like to say? You had that something you wanted to show. To I'm going to try to find that video. I'm not sure if I'll be able to find it. Alrighty. Um, next episode. Let's see. Do I have next episode notes in here? I do not. So let me hop on inspiring you for success real quick. And find out what next episode is. Uh, for you guys that don't know, you can actually access our podcast on the website, inspiringyouforsuccess.com. Uh, as soon as you get to homepage, there's this nifty little uh, navigation menu. Uh, you can create an account if you would like to. Uh, it keeps you updated on any news uh, programs or even episodes that come out. Uh, on the podcast page, you can scroll down. You can find uh, guest star booking. But if you keep going, you'll find every episode that we have released already. And then underneath that, you have next episode's uh, so next episode is Embracing Failure and Learning from Setbacks. Discussing the importance of embracing failure as stepping stones to success and extracting valuable lessons from these setbacks. It's going to be a really good episode. So you got something you wanted to yes. kind of show? I'm going to put it near my microphone just so that everyone can hear it. Okay. Preparing to do the thing isn't doing the thing. Scheduling time to do the thing isn't doing the thing. Making a to-do list for the thing isn't doing the thing. Telling people you're going to do the thing isn't doing the thing. Messaging friends who may or may not be doing the thing isn't doing the thing. Writing a banger tweet about how you're going to do the thing isn't doing the thing. Hating on yourself for not doing the thing isn't doing the thing. Hating on other people who have done the thing isn't doing the thing. Hating on the obstacles in the way of you doing the thing isn't doing the thing. Fantasizing about all of the adoration you'll receive once you do the thing isn't doing the thing. Reading about how to do the thing isn't doing the thing. Reading about how other people did the thing isn't doing the thing. Reading this essay isn't doing the thing. The only thing that is doing the thing is doing the thing. Preparing to do... I like that. I thought that was perfect for this episode. Yes, I do too, because... Like I said before, you saying you're going to take that step to do it 
is not doing that thing, like you said. Yeah. And you absolutely. writing it down is not doing it. Mm-hmm. Doing it is doing it. Mm-hmm. Shut the hell up and do it. Yeah, absolutely. Don't uh, don't wait because uh, like a uh, oh another one of my a lot of people have said this one. It's either um it's either day, uh, one day or day one. Ooh, and, 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 I like that too. You want to know what day one for EC Beta Solutions was? Mm. It would have been March 8th of 2021. Mm. And we were registered legal on March 12th. Wow. Wow. First day I said I wanted to do it. Within the next day I was figuring out how to legally be an authorized IT service provider. Wow. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. And another thing too. See, he didn't wait a week. He didn't wait a month. No. You want to know something? When you're going through Walmart and you see something flashy, let's say a new grill, you Mm. buy it on the spot, that's intrusive thought, right? Mm. Most purchases are on intrusive thoughts. Sometimes those intrusive thoughts are actually what are going to bring your success. That's kind of a controversial thing. Yeah. um, My intrusive thought was... Purchase. Yes. Impulsive purchase. My intrusive thought was to purchase the licensing for my business that I haven't even had a business strategy for yet. Mm -hmm. That was $230. That's all it cost me to get my EIN number through the state of Michigan and federal government. Hmm. That was it. $230 investment. That's already done paid for itself 50 times over. Wow. You know? In the three years that I've been doing this now, intrusive thoughts is the number one thing that I see people either make or break. And I think we can involve intrusive thoughts with embracing failure and learning from the setbacks in the next episode because it is very controversial uh, subject. It can swing both ways. Right. Oh, yeah. Because a convert or uh, intrusive thought can either make or break you. It really could. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna end it here. Uh, this has been a very different and exciting episode. Heck yeah. I like it. I like where we're heading with it. I think Me we too. should do it again. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm excited for uh, next episode. Yeah. Uh, I have been Gabriel Isles. This is Jacob Lyons. And this has been Inspiring You for Success, the podcast. Have yourself a nice one. It is dark in here. (laughs) As we conclude another insightful episode of Inspiring You for Success, we hope you've gleaned wisdom and inspiration to fuel your journey toward personal and professional growth. The world of AI and technology is a vast landscape of possibilities, and we're here to explore it with you. If you found value in our discussions, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving a review on your preferred podcast platform. Share this podcast with those who share your aspirations, for together, we can uplift and inspire. Join us in our next episode as we delve deeper into the realms of personal development and success, guided by the ever-expanding horizons of AI technology. Until then, remember that with AI, your journey transforms into an odyssey of possibilities. Stay inspired, stay motivated, and let's continue unlocking that extraordinary potential within you.